the term happiness is used in the context of mental or emotional states including positive or pleasant emotions ranging from contentment to intense joy it is also used in the context of life satisfaction subjective well-being hedonia flourishing and well-being and that might be one of the reasons why each one of us greet one another saying how are you just to see how happy someone is but do we really need to learn how to be happy hello hi there welcome to the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future this podcast is to help professional students it employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers dear listeners in every episode we interact with industry experts or academicians or coaches or leaders across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the it world or technology towards the end thank you for tuning in this is navin samala and with my co-host sudhakar naganla so folks today we are going to discuss a topic the science of happiness and i'm pleased to welcome neha to our show with over a decade of corporate experience neha pant tiwari is a corporate warrior turned youth mentor and happiness coach she is an internationally certified nlp practitioner and happiness coach certified by the berkeley wellbeing institute uc berkeley neha trains students and young professionals who are all set to begin their career in corporate and also mentor professionals across ranks who feel stuck due to lack of tools and resources that are required to succeed at workplace in this process neha helps individuals professionals organizations to understand the art and science of happiness and apply the principles of positive psychology so that they can achieve higher levels of engagement productivity and of course thereby profitability neha welcome to our show thank you so much sudhakar thank you so much navin for those generous introductions pleasure being here okay neha can we get started sure thank you so neha please share your journey so far and the motivation to start your success story or in other words why happiness coaching of all the things in life <laughs> great so uh, the journey has been very interesting so far enriching one i would say with all the learning unlearning and relearning that happened in almost every step of my being you know i started off as a banker after my mba moved on to consulting worked in a tax markets vertical of a big four for many number of years and then i took a conscious sabbatical wherein i worked on my own ikigai i worked on my key strengths i worked on my passions i worked on my value systems i worked on my own ecology you know wherein uh, i decided what was right for me and what wasn't what was workable what wasn't given the kind of nomadic lifestyle that i have more importantly sudhakar i worked on aligning my mind body and spirit to the work that i do i wanted my work to be my second nature i did not want there to be too much of a difference or a distance between who i am and what i do 
and that is one reason why i organically gravitated towards mentoring towards coaching towards training and found my niche in personal development and happiness coaching and i guess that is how your success story was born so happiness coaching for me was a well thought out decision something which i had wanted to do for a very long time except that it wasn't a thing back then as it is now so the moment i came to know that there is a course which is called as positive psychology and that you know happiness coaching was a viable career i jumped right into it and there hasn't been any looking back since it's been very very satisfying journey so far amazing i would say because you know many of us want to do this right if you do what you love to do then there is no line between personal and professional life or the difference between an individual you the personal you and the professional you and i'm really happy that and i'm really happy that you actually could find it early in the life and i'm extremely happy that you actually got into this positive psychology that actually brings me to the next you know navin in his introduction talked about what happiness is and all and you know my question to you is what is happiness for you neha especially uh, now that you are a certified one and you have gone through it in a professional manner and why all of us are forever chasing it why are we seeing that as a destination rather than milestones in our journey excellent question sudhakar thank you so much for asking me that really so happiness is a state of mind it is actually a self generated state of mind which can be triggered by an external reality so as a state of mind happiness is always there within us right but is it as accessible as it is present not really and the reason for that is our cluttered mind 50 to 80% of the times our mind is cluttered with negativity it is cluttered with negative thoughts it is cluttered with negative self talk it is cluttered with negative memories it is cluttered with negative feelings and unresourceful emotions and that is one reason why attaining the state of mind or accessing the state of mind which we call happiness tends to be a challenge for us so until you're able to sort things mentally until you're able to work on your mindset achieving happiness remains a challenge for all of us that is one the other reason is the nature of happiness itself so happiness is actually a fleeting reality it keeps shifting with time you know it doesn't stay static for very long it moves with time as we grow in our life so you think achieving xyz will make you happy in life by the time you achieve xyz in your life your mind is already calibrating the next happiness goals and that is the reason why attaining sustainable happiness tends to be a challenge for all of us and you know what sudhakar and navin interestingly enough people find it easier to look for happiness outside rather than working inwards and finding it inside where it actually belongs those are some real good insights when it comes to happiness we have to be focusing on inwards rather than outwards i think mind blowing with the pandemic and the second wave currently in progress and people are also talking about the third wave and everybody is stressed out how does it or i would say what does it take for someone to be happy in this pandemic kind of situation where there is a lot of negativity all around 
That's again a great question, you know. Uh, with pandemic around and with such overwhelming negativity around, it is a task to even think about being positive. I mean, happiness is a little further than that, but even thinking about being positive is such a task to think of it, you know. But there are a few things you can do in order to grow your inner peace and in order to grow your resilience. So try asking yourself these five questions every day before you hit the bed and try committing to the task which is captured in these five questions to the extent possible for you. So what are these five questions? The first is, what is the one thing that I did today to grow myself physically and mentally strong? Second is, what did I do today in order to be happy, in order to lift my spirits? Third is, what is the one thing I did to uplift the spirits of others around me. Fourth is, what is the one thing which I learned new today? What is my value add for today? And last but not the least, what is it that I'm grateful for? Or what is it that I'm most grateful for? You know, if you try answering these questions or even if you're trying to, if you try to kind of commit to the task which is captured in these questions, I promise you this, you will be able to shift your mindset from pessimism to optimism within not few days, but within a few weeks for sure. That is my guarantee. So these are a few things which you can do. Wonderful. Again, uh, I think that is a very structured approach and definitely it is going to boost happiness in someone. And we spoke mostly related to the pandemic situation and those tips are going to help us in this kind of critical situations and all. So when it comes to the common ways, like are there any common ways where we can find happiness or how can someone grow in their happiness? If you were to measure it in the scale of 1 to 10, like in the scale of 1 to 10, I'm at 7, what it takes for me to go to 8 or 9? Excellent question again. So, you know, growing your happiness portion on a day-to-day basis will happen once you inculcate what we call as happiness habits. So, what are these happiness habits? These are certain practices. They are certain rituals, certain actions and behaviors, which when practiced on a consistent basis, put you in a better frame of mind. They tend to make you more and more in a resourceful state. So, what are these? First is physical exercise. So when I say physical exercise, what I essentially mean is movement of the body in any way you fancy. It can be yoga, it can be Zumba, it can be walking, it can be simply sitting in one place and stretching your limbs, you know, as simple as that. If you are able to move your body for 20 minutes every day on a consistent basis, you will experience a surge or a release of a neurotransmitter which is called endorphin. Now, what is endorphin? Endorphin is simply a happy chemical. It is a natural mood lifter. It instantly puts you in a better mood. It makes you more agile. It makes you more active. It makes you more energetic. It makes you more motivated to do things. It simply puts you in a better mood. So regular exercise is one thing which helps you improve your mood and make you happier by the day. Second is meditation. 
you know i mean a lot has been said about meditation we all know the benefits of meditation it, they are well documented be it a psychology journal or be it a medical journal practicing meditation for 20 minutes every day or on a regular basis will alter the structure of your brain it will shrink your amygdala it will shrink your hippocampus what that essentially means is you will become less reactive and more responsive you will become calmer with time you will also become more centered with time and when you're calm and centered happiness becomes accessible to you remember in the initial beginning we spoke about not being able to access happiness because of the negativity in our mind well meditation is the antidote for that so meditation is one stop answer you know when it comes to looking for happiness other than that you have gratitude If you're able to recall three things every day for a period of 3 weeks, you will be able to train your brain to move from a state of pessimism to a state of optimism. That is a research backed fact. The other thing and which is a fail proof method, I mean it's an instantaneous way to become happy is random acts of kindness or in plain and simple language altruism. You know, the formula for happiness is unbelievably simple. You want to be happy? Give happiness to someone else. It is as simple as that. You must have noticed that when you are able to make a positive difference in somebody's life, it can be a very small difference and to a complete stranger. That happiness tends to stay with you much longer, right? So, when it comes to comparing happiness which we draw from fun to the happiness which we draw from philanthropy, Philanthropy always has an upper hand. The happiness which we derive from philanthropy stays longer than the happiness that we derive from fun. And that probably is one reason why that most of the cultures, not just in our country but worldwide, tend to encourage altruism and philanthropy and kindness. Be it Dhanutsav, be it Langar, be it Kherat or be it charity, you know. So that is one reason why. So Random acts of kindness are fail-proof methods to become happy. So, if you practice these practices on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis, you will be able to grow your happiness quotient. Great, some real good happiness habits. You know, some are real, really easy, like physical exercise, meditation, and random acts of kindness. You know, I'm little stuck on that random acts of kindness, Neha. If you ask me, you know, how does that random acts of kindness help? cultivate happiness you said that is the biggest form like philanthropy is more staying with you compared to something that you do from fun activities or some fun film that you watch and all can can you just dwell a little bit on that on how that is so productive and impactful sure great question again So random acts of kindness or philanthropy tends the happiness that the effect of happiness which you derive from these tend to stay with you much more okay so in an experiment that was conducted in UCLA certain children were given this experiment there was a control group and there were these experiment wala bachchas okay and they were told to perform two random acts of kindness every week and they were told to perform it perform them in their household activities helping their parents helping neighbors taking a dog for a walk or whatever nothing to do with their school life what was observed was 
that after three weeks, these children, when their happiness was measured on a scientific scale, these children, it showed that their happiness actually increased and stayed increased with time. So that is how scientific the random act of kindness is. The way to practice it, you know, Sudhakar is, the way I practice it is, I mean, often I'm not going to a mall or something, but I make it a point that once in a week, every time I go to a mall, I simply pat a salesman on his back and I tell him, good job done, you know, you're doing a great job, keep rocking. So that is one. Second is simply making a senior or somebody else cross a road. So those kind of things keep happening time and again. And they put you in a much better state. So when you do a random act of kindness, you are suppressing the expectation, right? You are not expecting anything in return. Random act of kindness basically means that you should not expect anything in return. That is the reason why it is random. So as you perform a random act of kindness without expecting anything in return, the feeling that you get has a multiple effect on you. A, you are happy. B, the other person is happy. C, you get that happiness 10 folds back. And that is how you create a vibe of happiness around. And that is how, you know, that ripple effect of happiness is created. So that is how it works. Amazing. In fact, you know, that actually helps in the larger society as well, right? Because Absolutely. if everyone starts doing that random acts of, uh, you know, kindness and something that is so simple, like you said, uh, tapping on the shoulder of that salesman whom you would might not meet in next quarter, unless, you know, you are a big shopaholic in that area only. That is really going to be helpful. Another component, yes. Neha, that you touched upon in the previous uh, answer to the previous question is about that gratitude aspect. The other question that I had was, how does this gratitude help in cultivating happiness? And also, you know, how can one express this gratitude when one doesn't feel that gratitude necessarily, right? Because these are very human emotions you can't uh, measure or quantify per se right Neha? absolutely sudhakar i mean that's a brilliant question i have never been asked this question before you know so thanks for asking that so gratitude means focusing on your blessings consciously so gratitude is being grateful in a mindful manner so gratitude is the way to train your brain to feel positive now how does that work when you practice something consciously, consistently and repeatedly. What does it become? It becomes a habit, right? It becomes an automated behavior, correct? Now, in order to support that automated behavior, your brain rewires itself by forming new neural pathways to support that habit and an infinity loop is formed. You practice more, the neural pathway is more and more reinforced. The more neural pathway is reinforced, that makes you practice more. And again, the neural pathways reinforce. So this, this loop of infinity stays on. So happiness is actually a habit and gratitude is what strengthens that habit. So when you're able to recall three things that you're grateful for and why over a period of at least three weeks, you are actually training your brain to scan your world not for the negative first, but for the positives first. And that, Sudhakar, is something which is phenomenal. Do you know why? Because we, as human beings, are actually wired for negativity. Our brain is there to keep us safe. 
not happy and that is the reason wow. why we tend to focus on threats before we tend to focus on treat and gratitude is one tool that breaks that circuitry that is how beautiful gratitude is now to answer your second question which is how can one feel gratitude when one doesn't feel gratitude right how can one express gratitude when one doesn't feel gratitude so you know what that is again a brilliant question because come to think of it when a person is in a deep pain or when a person is hurting in case somebody has lost a loved one or in case somebody has been diagnosed with say a deadly disease expressing gratitude is the last thing on your mind for god's sake now here is how it really works gratitude works most of the times This is a research backed fact. Gratitude works most of the times for you. That is not research backed, okay? So what that means is for any happiness habit to work effectively for you, it has to cross or pass through these three filters. What are these three filters? One is it has to feel meaningful to you. Second is it has to feel natural to you. Third is it has to be fun and enjoyable to do, okay? So if gratitude doesn't feel right at that particular time, then that particular happiness habit is not what is there for you at that time you need to focus on some other lens because gratitude is what it is ultimately a lens through which you view your external reality simply change your lens to something else you can change your lens to maybe self compassion you can change the lens to maybe self acceptance with self compassion and self acceptance you will be able to view your issue in a much inclusive manner and when you do that you will be able to deal with your problems in a much more effective manner and then you can move on to gratitude so gratitude does come ultimately but it never comes immediate followed what i'm saying yep absolutely so like works yeah absolutely i think fabulous conversation so far and i can take a cue from there it's more <laughs> about a journey and don't expect immediate results absolutely bang on right yeah sure so thanks for sharing those wonderful tips and all and let us make our audience much happier by adding some fun element to this conversation and are you ready for a quick rapid fire round neha i'm going to ask you quick questions and uh, you can answer them very quickly in a word or two <laughs> sure sure i'm ready go ahead all right super so let's get into it and uh, here is my first bullet what are your pet peeves white lies or lies of any sort i would say <laughs> good here comes the next one what is your favorite failure oh my a uh, favorite failure would be messing up my initial business relationships and finally learning emotional intelligence so failing forward i would say super here comes the third one what object would you compare yourself with phoenix rise from the ashes awesome here comes the next one if you could be the ceo of an existing company what would that be my last company ernst and young for sure <laughs> amazing so last one for the rapid fire if you are given aladdin lamp what would you wish for oh wow i think a pandemic to end for everyone and happiness harmony and health for myself and others fantastic thank you so much i think this was really rapid and thank you <laughs> thank you for those candid insights and audio sudakar thank you navin neha after that real fast or uh, real rapid rapid fire a uh, one final question for this session what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to be happy in your words consistently consciously and repeatedly great you know what i would like all your viewers and all your listeners to figure out what their core values in life are okay that is very important because and build their life and their career around their core values in life because excellence 
comes from your values, your pursuits, your ambitions, your aspirations, your abilities being in alignment and not misalignment, right? And when you're able to excel in what you're doing, you will actually move to your purpose-based happiness. So that is what I would say. If you want to be happy for a longer time, look for a happiness that is purpose-derived. And in order to find your purpose, you need to excel at something. In order to excel at something, you need to figure out your core value. So that is my humble recommendation to all the viewers or listeners today. Amazing, Neha. It has been a phenomenal conversation. All types of uh, varied things about happiness is what we have figured it out. But there are two things that will stay with me for long. One, I really liked your summary that the human brain with that animal instinct is wired to address a threat and not to be happy. So if someone needs to be or someone wants to be happy, you need to put an effort there. And the second aspect is the point that you just mentioned. Figure out your core values because, you know, your excellence comes from the values, pursuit, ambitions and aspirations and whatnot. It has been a phenomenal talk. Really liked your candid conversation, Neha. Thank you so much for taking time for us this afternoon. We really appreciate you taking time for our viewers. Thank you. Thank you so much. It has been such an honorable opportunity to be a part of TGV. God bless you all. Thanks again and pleasure hosting you, Neha. Alright, so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And today's trivia is about HDD, which stands for Hard Disk Drive. So folks, do you know which company invented the hard disk drive? Probably you are thinking about Seagate or Samsung or SanDisk or Micron, so on and so forth. But you know, the answer is IBM, the International Business Machines. IBM is a company that invented hard disk drive. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Take care. Be safe. And until next time, bye-bye. We are signing off for today. See you all in the next episode.